Every day, a small group of people are making quantum leaps forward, building wealth faster than most dream possible, almost like they have the Midas touch. On Breakaway Wealth, we'll unlock the secrets to breaking out of the herd, thinking big and building wealth on our own terms. And now let's join our host, the creator of Create Tailwind, and your abundance advocate, Jim Oliver. Welcome back, Breakaway Wealth. I'm your host, Jim Oliver, and with me today is my co-host, Nick Costco. Welcome, Nick. Thank you very much for having me. It's great to be back on. You know, Nick, during this, uh, I don't know what we would call it to do it justice, this uh, pandemic, this uprising, all of these things going on in the world, you know, the, the really, there are opportunities and I hear about people making money in Wall Street. You really got to know what you're doing and the buy and hold people, they're really got to be stressed out as, well, you know, is the economy coming back? Is it not coming back? Does that mean the stock market's going up? Does that mean it's going down? And I just am so grateful to have Infinite Banking as my, uh, you know, mainstay of of a cash flow system and banking system to use to go out and, and take advantage of all these opportunities right now. But it's so stress-free compared to if I had all my money in Wall Street or something like that. Yeah, I think what, what we, we get very myopic in w- what the noise is telling us to focus on. And like we talk about with the iceberg example, there's a scene in the unseen with money. There's really the scene and the unseen and what's going on in in this world and what the, there's so much opportunity out there. There's a scarcity message that is perpetuated through everything that the vast majority see on a day-to-day basis. But there's so much opportunity out here. There's so much to be grateful for. And it starts with, as uh, Earl Nightingale said, we become what we think about and what if we can focus on the abundance and the opportunities there then we see them and we have we wind up with this kind of stress-free uh abundant life you know we talked about happiness yesterday uh in a meeting and it was it was really great it was a great thought process that kind of perpetuated throughout the rest of my day and just thinking of opportunities and things i want to do with with my family and and whatnot so um, that's kind of what we're going to do today. We just kind of want to address, uh, you know, the, we can get really myopic and, um, and, and analytical and looking at various deals and, and opportunities out there, but it really starts with how we think. And I think we have to continually fight, fight the, the noise. And so we're just going to share today, Hey, what's it look like to have kind of like a little bit of beginner IBC mindset, the one that I kind of had at one point. And then what's it, What's it look like when we, we go below the surface and really look at this big opportunity that we have in our lives? Is that fair, Jim? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, Nick, a lot of people when they, um, you know, Nelson always used to drive this point home is that, you know, you want as much money in your bank as you can get, not as little in your bank as you can get. Now, it, it seems funny <laughs> when you say it like that. But he would always say that the premium's the solution, not the problem. And, you know, we use capitalization because that's the word that he taught us is that every business has to capitalize. And, and he uses examples in his book and his lectures of why and how we do that. But, you know, I think that when you're capitalizing something, do you want it to have a lot of capital or a little bit of capital? Yeah, I, I want as much capital as I can have. 
That's right. And so, you know, there's some people out there and they're very proficient on YouTube and some other um, social media platforms that advocate for a scarcity type of infinite banking. And what I mean by that is where they want to put as little premium into the whole life policy as possible. And it just seems to me, and then, and then they want to put money in the other part of the vehicle that is just like your checking account dollar for dollar. Well, if we know that the whole life policy after a few years is going to leverage, then wouldn't I want to put more money into the leveraging part than the, than the dollar for dollar part or the wash part? I mean, I'd want it to leverage, right? Yeah. You know, it's always funny when we're talking with people, we get to a couple of years down the road and we say, well, okay, so this year you're going to put in a dollar and you're getting a, just a, a dollar 10 to use. Yeah. At that, at that point, how many zeros do you want after the one? Yeah. How many times a day do you want to do that? Well, it's always the answers that you, you would expect someone to have. It's not, it's not conversely. And as we get down the road, we see, I put a dollar in, I get $2 to use and $3 to use. Yeah. So I want more of that. So I like to ask somebody, okay, at that point, Nick, you write me a check for a dollar and I turn around and write you one for $2. How big do you want that first check to be? That's right. <laughs> as big as I can make it. As big as I'll let you write it, right? And and so that's really the question we should be ans- asking. And that's the abundant question is how much money can I get in here? And so when you look at the scarcity mindset, they kind of try to make it sound like, hey, I'm only going to have one policy, you know, when Nelson Nash had 49, (laughs) Um, you know, I'm only going to, I want to put the least amount of premium in there when Nelson Nash wanted to put as much premium as he possibly could. And in fact, on page 48, he says, eventually you want to have all of your money flowing through your banking system because all of your money flows through somebody else's banking system now. So why would you want to continue to let that happen? And so that's what I mean. Nelson was abundance and these other small minded marketers that don't really know much about infinite banking they are scarcity. Okay. So now, Nick, let's pivot that because why did Nelson Nash want to get as much money into his policies as possible? Why does Nick Costco want to? Why does Jim Oliver want to? Is it's all about how you think, but it's also the knowledge and understanding that we have. And now remember, knowledge does not equal understanding. We have we understand it because we've been through it. Yeah. Can, can I just make a confession? Yeah. So when I started my first policy, I thought of this all the wrong way. I had that abundant, or I had a, the scarcity mindset and you know why it was before I met you is before I had a coach. Yeah. And we talk, we talk about, you need courage and conviction and you need coaching to get out of that, that uh, convenient lie line yep. and, and help transform. It was, I listened to you for about six months after Nelson introduced us um, as we were working with people. And I realized that I completely laid up, but I was just going to park money in this to pay for my kids education down the road. Right. That's all I was thinking. I wasn't thinking of it in this big way, but when I had my light bulb moment, the, it, it hit me. It, it almost hurt yeah. <laughs> to, to my soul that I was doing this wrong. And wow, what a transformation 
to go, you know, kind of cross that bridge. But I just want everyone to know that it does take some time. It That's what we're here for is to help you go down this path. It's okay to start wherever you're comfortable. Yeah. Just keep learning. Like, just like I've talked about before, you, uh, most people know that I've flown airplanes around the world, but I clearly remember my first instructor asking me, Hey, when do you stop being a student pilot? And I was like, Oh, well, after I get my private pilot certificate, I don't have a student pilot certificate anymore. And he looked at me, he goes, no knucklehead. You're always a student pilot. That's right. That's I, and, love, I love that story. Yeah. And so it's like, I, I remember that to this day and I pick up, I've got it in my hand right now, becoming your own banker. I was referencing something out of it this morning in a correspondence with one of our clients. And I didn't stop just getting the answer. I got kind of uh, stuck, not stuck, but like enamored with a couple other paragraphs in the book that hadn't caught me before. So we're always learning. And that's just really vital that we always do that because that's how you're going to get to this big, free, abundant life. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's exactly right. I mean, you're always learning and always serving, right? I mean, that's what you should that's what you should be doing is you're constantly, you know, I remember we had a a really knowledgeable guy who had written a few books and was a very successful um uh executive. Uh I can't remember the company that he worked for. He lives in Palos Verdes, California, and I think he's 88 years old. And um I won't say his name on here because I don't have permission, but Phil is his first name. And, um, and Phil said, you know, I thought when I got to be 88, I'd have it all figured out. (laughs) And then what I realized is now that I'm 88, I don't have it all figured out like that. We're never going to have it all figured out. Why? Because we're always growing. Things are always changing. Right. So you have to be able to adapt, uh, uh, your thinking to adapt to your vision of the future. So your vision is always changing and it's kind of like the horizon, right? You talk about flying Nick. So um, what is the horizon? It's where the, the ground meets the, the sky. Right. And can you go there? Good luck. Right. Because it's always moving. So your life is always moving and things are always moving. So the only way that we can adjust to that, is that we have to have resources and capital in a system that we control. Okay, so when you started off, you had a very specific thing. Hey, I wanna use infinite banking to pay for my kids' school and their tuition, right? And a lot of people, they've gotten um, attracted to infinite banking by saying, hey, I wanna take over my debt, my cars, my, um, you know, maybe business expenses, whatever it is, right? Um, and my major purchases, et cetera. So those things, that's a natural place to start. But here's the thing that you realize is you don't make mistakes early on with the structure of the policy and everything else because you need to be able to use it when you go from basic to advanced or from kind of narrow thinking of what I'm going to use it for to the abundance thinking of, well, why wouldn't I use it for everything? And, and so, you know, we, we want to make sure that we, that we allow for growth because we're going to grow. I mean, 
you know, I, I've got friends that are in their 70s and 80s. And, you know, the people that I really like and uh, admire are the ones that realize that their future is bigger than their past. And even at 80 years old, I'm going to be thinking, man, these next 40 years <laughs> are going to be great. Right. I mean, that's the way you got to think. Right. Uh, yeah. Dan Sullivan has a book that that he talks about uh, living to 156. And, you know, good for him. I hope he does it. But um, but we have to change that mindset of abundance. And yeah. so what abundance means is that we need a system of policies that hold a lot of money in them so that we can deploy that money. Well, but you know, somebody might say, well, Nick, I don't have I don't have that much debt. In fact, I really don't have, you know, debt at all. Now, without talking about lost opportunity cost, okay, and paying cash, what do you talk to people about then? What, what, how do we make that transition, Nick, from scarcity or beginning infinite banking to advanced infinite banking, opening up your mind to abundance? I think we got to really talk about what people want. You know, do they, do they want to exchange time for money? Right. You know, it's like, we're, we're, we're talking to, we got a buddy of ours. We do that devotional with that's thinking about, you know, stopping flying airplanes. And he's like, what do I do next? Right. Well, you're not remember old 10 years from now. It's always 10 years from now. So quit that talk, quit the retirement talk. You're going to live with a purpose till the day you die to, to your graduation day. And I think we got to, we got to help people paint that picture. What do you think? Yeah, no, I agree with you. And, and it, it is, it, it, it's what you want. So one of the things that, one of the first things that we do when we're coaching somebody at Create Tailwind is if they still have the retirement mindset, that's got to go, right? I mean, it's not about retirement. And I think back at 55, I think back to when I was 25, and I wish somebody would have taught me, Nick, that the goal is not to get to 65 and then turn off <laughs> going to work and then, you know, living off that for the rest of your life. I mean, that's, that was what I was sold was with the goal. But I would have done it by 35 or 40 instead of by 50 it being to where my assets generate more than my ideal standard of living to where I could, you know, have my money work for me, not me exchange my time for money. And so we have to look at assets that are going to cash flow. Right. Now, when we think about this, you know, Nick, if you just visualize having this pool of money that is protected and is guaranteed to grow inside of a tax advantaged vehicle. And because you own that, somebody else has to, um, has to um, pay or they have to loan you money that you can use. Right? I mean, again, think about that they have to give you some of their money and your money stays inside of this protected tax advantaged vehicle. Okay. And I, and I get to go look at opportunities with that's that. That's right. And then you get to take their money. So now you have use and control of somebody else's money like a bank does. And you go and you put that into something that's going to cash flow. And what do you do with that cash flow, Nick? 
I'm going to flow it back to myself. You're going to flow it back to yourself. And just like a bank does when money flows back to them, what do they do? I'm going to lend it out again. They're going to lend it out again. So now maybe I have two assets that are cash flowing and three assets that are cash flowing and the four assets that are cash flowing. And pretty soon I've got all this money sitting in this tax advantaged vehicle and I've got all of this cash flow coming in. And at the magic point, all of my cash flow exceeds my ideal standard of living and then I'm financially independent or financially free. Yeah. Now, I would tell you that this happens faster than you think and it happens in areas that you wouldn't expect. Now, I know I've told this story before, Nick, on, um, on the show, I think, but um, I'll tell it again just because it's an example. So one of the things that, or the things that I like to invest in with my banking system are uh, businesses and real estate, right? I mean, there are other things that I do. There's some hard lending that I do with my companies and there's some, uh, you know, crypto strategies that, that I'm doing, but those, those are kind of my mainstays, right? Those are my foundation is businesses and real estate. And okay. I'm always looking for a good real estate, uh, um, opportunity. So anybody in the audience that has one, feel free to reach out to me. Uh, but let's talk about one example of a business in 2017. Um, I bought a business from a, uh, a pretty large company, a company that's maybe worth a uh, hundred million dollars. And they had this little subsidiary that they didn't feel like kind of fit into their overall vision, even though it was a solid little company. Um, and so I bought that company from them and I did it on an earnout basis. So I gave them very little cash down, $75,000. And I was paying $3.3 million for the, for the, for the company. But um, on an earnout basis. So they were saying that the revenue was X, as long as the revenue exceeded X, then they would, that's how they would earn their money. But if the company, by the way, if the company, the big company ever sold, then I didn't owe them a dollar. Okay. okay. So I put $75,000 in August one, right. Of that year. By the end of the year, we had a really good uh, Christmas season. This business is uh, kind of driven. It's a uh, uh, electronics business. So it's, it's driven by uh, that season, right? I mean, it's, that's, that's our best time. So at the end of the year, we did really well. And we, and we took a, I took a distribution of $400,000. Okay. Okay. So now, how much did that company, by the way, that company sold and I didn't ever have to pay them um, any of the 3.3 million. Okay. <laughs> so how, how much did I pay for that company? Uh, well, not very much. The interest on $75,000 for August, September, October, November, and December. Yeah. At 5% simple interest. Well, do the math on that. That's not very much money. Yeah. A couple grand, really a couple of grand. And then how much, what was my rate of return when I had a couple of grand in it and I took 400 out? Yeah. Infinite. It, it, astronomical. Right. And, yeah. and so now this company is profitable and it, and it, 
and it's it's making a lot of I mean, what I would, I guess a lot of money is relative, but it's, it's doing very well. So what's my rate of return on every time I get one of those checks? Yeah. Just keeps getting greater and greater, greater and greater. And I have, so the thing is, is that now that asset, as long as that business is in place and as long as we consume electronics as, as Americans, which I, I I hope is for a long time is, uh, that little company is just going to keep on growing. Now, hey Jim, did you know anything about that kind of business when you started? No, your banking no. system. Did you ever dream that you would own a business? No, like when you no. started. And, and and you know what, Nick? Thank you for bringing that up because you know here's what happens, and you know this is when you're doing infinite banking and you're around other people that are doing an infinite, infinite banking. And the, the person that brought this company to me, um, is actually Bob Burnett and Bob now coaches people with create tailwind, but Bob used to be the chief technical officer for gateway computer. So he has this huge electronics background and he's an engineer and worked for Zenith way back when, I mean, a lot of the young people there, Nick won't even remember what Zenith is. Sorry, Bob. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, you know, so he had this huge background and I trusted Bob and Bob had been doing infinite banking with me for 10 plus years. And, um, so it was a, a perfect match. Now I did bring some things to the table and brought Bob brought things to the table and his experience and relationships. And, and we've, and we've, uh, evolved that business together but I would have never thought of investing in that business. And I would have never known that that business was for sale if it wasn't for Bob, right? Sure, so, sure. so my point is, is that as we're coaching or as we're just collaborating with other people doing infinite banking, we come across opportunities like that. Right. And that's just one example. I mean, I've, I've bought or started or been part of 14 companies using my system, using my banking system, using my policies. And, you know, it's just so exciting because why would I stop at 14? You know, why wouldn't there be 50? Why, you know, I mean, uh, to leave a legacy to the, to the people that are helping running those companies and the employees and my family and my friends and uh, my charities and things that I care about, why wouldn't I make it as big as possible if I don't have to, if it's the asset that's going to do all the work. Right. Right. So, so when we're doing infinite banking, we're building two assets instead of one. Okay. Two assets at the same time, we're building up the money pool, the insurance contract, and we're building up the asset pool, which is cash flowing. Now that cash flow, there's a reason that that word flow, what does that mean? It's moving, moving. Right? And we don't want it to be stagnant because motion is a law of God. If things don't move, they die, right? If our bodies don't pump blood through our, through our system, our heart stops, we're dead. If water doesn't right. flow, it's dead. It's stagnant. So our money will flow or it's going to die. So we obviously we want it to flow. So we flow it back into our banking system to flow it back out and then back and then out and then back. And then 
the more you do that and you create velocity of money, well, then sky's the limit and abundance has no, it has no limit. It is as big as you want it to be. Yeah. You know, it's funny when, you know, when I started, I had this wrong mindset. I was like, well, I'll just put this little bit amount in there. It was like in the teens a year that figured up that if I did that for like 10 years, that, that if all else failed in my life, I could at least send my kids to school where I wanted to send them. Right. Well, I started listening to you, you know, we were working with people and I came to you and I was like, I think I'm completely laying up and, um, I'm not thinking about this right. If I really want to go create passive income that meets or exceeds my ideal standard of living, then this money pool is not big enough. I've got to stretch. And I remember we talked and I was like, I can probably fund one year at a hundred thousand bucks, but I have no idea how I'll do that afterwards. And here we talk about people taking that money right away and putting it to work. Yeah. And I knew I dabbled in real estate before, but this was a huge leap of faith for me. And I kind of think about, we talked about this before with a client that uh, scene in Indiana Jones and the last crusade where Indy is about, he's about ready almost to where the grail is. And he's got to take that leap across. He's got to step across this apparent gargantuan, you know, gap in the rocks and he's got to take a step that he can't see where his foot's going to land, whether it's going to be on solid surface or not. Yeah. And I just kind of had that in my brain and I said, okay, I'll fund this premium and I'm going to figure it out. But I remember kind of having a fire underneath of me to go say, all right, I got to put that capital to work just like the banks do. And I was sitting in front of, uh, or sitting at a stoplight and I see these signs. And most of you that listen in any of these cities now, you see these, we buy houses for cash. And I see this sign. I'm like, you know what? I'm so sick and tired of seeing these things. Who are these guys? And, you know, so this was like, I think 2017, if I remember correctly. And I call this guy, I quickly find out this guy doesn't have any money. He's just putting people together like the wholesaler. He's a wholesaler. I looked at this deal. It was 18 grand. And I was like, I think he wanted 22 for it or something like that. And I said, well, I'll finance that and worked it all out. You and I, I showed it to you and I was going to net like 253 bucks a month. And you said to me, do you remember what you said? <laughs> I think so, but go ahead. You said, you said, why would you give that deal to someone else? Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. So, and then you said, well, just go get 99 more of them. So $25,000 a month in cash flow. That sounds reasonable. Um, so anyway, I was going to put, I was going to have about 40 in this thing, but I borrowed 18,000 and negotiated, got it for 18K, got the loan from the, my policy, closed a few days later. And uh, before I could um, do any work on the property, because um, I just didn't have my act together yet. I didn't have the, the team lined up. It all happened so fast that... Um, it's unbelievable. I had one of the largest oak trees in Louisville, Kentucky, obliterated that home. <laughs> and here's the crazy thing. I almost didn't insure it because I was having trouble getting it insured. Right. And because it was such a kind of a dump. It had this really old heating system in it that most people were afraid of. But anyway, I wound up paying like 1100 bucks for the insurance on it. 
Yeah. And it would seem painful, right? For the, for the, the value of the property, but it, you know, it was done the right way. And I'm, and I'm really blessed that, you know, I got a great, great insurance agent that, that uh, walked me through that, but he was insured for 133,000. Yeah. I, I get a check for 133,000 bucks. I cleaned up the lot, sold the lot, uh, paid back my policy. Now I literally put none of my own money in that deal. Right. But here's the crazy thing. I didn't know how I was going to pay my second year premium six months later, but I'd taken that leap of faith. I'd, I, was, I was committed to walking the walk, not just talking the talk that we do in these coaching sessions. Well, that's how I funded my second year premium. And then one thing's led to another. And, and so I think like when, when people are working with us, I think sometimes they think we're completely full of it. And, and Jim and I aren't sitting here. We're not sharing this, these stories to brag. That's not it at all. Um, it is to say, one, we're walking the walk. But two, when you get in the batter's box, you cannot hit. You can't even get a walk if you don't get in the batter's box, right? Are, right. are you going to strike out sometimes? You are. I've had my clock cleaned in a real estate deal before. It's okay. It's it, Life will go on. You will recover. You just got to keep just because, you know, the babe struck out one time. He didn't, he didn't not get back in the batter's box again. So I I think that that's the key is we have to keep walking. We got to have goals, a vision and move forth with faith and almost reckless determination that you're going to get there. Right. It, it, it's just like you said with the faith in the rock. By the way, do, do you know? Um, do, do you know if uh, Babe Ruth struck out or hit a home run his first at bat? He hit a home his, run, didn't he? His well, here's the thing: it doesn't matter, oh. <laughs> right? Is because it's not it's not that one time at bat. Yeah, that right. matters. You think he ever looked dumb up there where it was like, man, I guessed wrong on that pitch. Well, maybe he didn't because he was a great player, but I know that I, I've felt like that in the batter's box before. But <laughs> so, uh, but my point is, is that nobody cares where he started. It's where he finished and he yeah. finished with this body of work. Right. So if I go out and do 10 real estate deals and one of them doesn't work out the way I expect. Okay. But if I only do one and it doesn't work out, then I say, well, I don't want to do real estate because, you know, blah, 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 blah. Well, you know, Nick, that's where the coaching, coaching gives you confidence, right? And, yeah. and then confidence gets you to where you take action. And, you know, for people out there that if you're thinking that, you know, maybe I need to review my system or maybe I need to grow my system or, you know, any of that, just reach out to us on createtailwind.com. And, um, you know, Nick, we've got quite a few videos on YouTube. We're creating more videos. We're coming out with some new presentation and uh, formats, working on some exciting big things um, with infinite banking. And, you know, our commitment is just to help you continue to think abundantly and have the abundant mindset of just growing this system. And if you need coaching for that, which I would definitely tell you that you do, 
you're going to be hard pressed to find coaches out there that are growing cash flow systems versus trying to recapture interest and paying off debt. And it's easy to find the IBC people that know how to do that. It's hard to find people that know how to build cash flow systems. Yeah. Yeah. It's been fun. I, I love, I love bouncing ideas off of you and, and a couple of our other friends in this space that are, that are walking the walk um, because we're always learning, you know, um, and, and looking for ways to, to help, help and serve others. We partner on deals with people. We, we have great mind melding sessions with our clients as they're, they're trying to, to, to grow their, their lives and, and, and their impact on this world. And, and it's very rewarding. So I, I appreciate the environment you've laid here uh, that allows for all that. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, and um, I appreciate the environment that we have and uh, I appreciate uh, uh, all of the, you know, we really have a great team right now at Create Tailwind that everybody is kind of going in the right direction on the right bus. And, uh, you know, uh, Nick, I appreciate your leadership and helping with uh, getting everybody going in that direction. And, you know, audience, let's uh, let's let's have that abundance mindset. Nick, any famous last words? No, just just remember, uh, we become what we think about. What is that one thing? We don't have to try to boil the ocean with our idea and our vision today. So just remember, what's the one thing that if you did it today in that step and all those steps, but you did one thing today that would make all the difference? What is that? And then just go do it. Take that action today. Love it. All right, audience, until next time, I'm Jim Oliver. Thank you, Nick, for joining me. You're welcome. And until next time, think abundantly and take over the banking function in your life. I'm Jim Oliver and Nick Costco. Until next time. Want to become your own banker and build wealth on your own terms? We'd love to help. Go to createtailwind.com to learn more and schedule a complimentary consultation.